It's Friday night, everybody. You know what that means. It's Friday night. Let's have some fun. Let's get together and play a ton. Hi, I'm Matt. And I'm John. And we're Friday Night Games. And we want to immerse you into our love of the hobby by educating and entertaining you through our board gaming adventures. Our podcast lands every Friday, and we create content for Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Sure. TikTok. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Only fans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, could you imagine? This episode is sponsored by TabletopRenaissance.ca, but we also have other amazing local board game stores too, and we think that they ship across Canada. I know for a fact at least two of them do. So try looking them up so you can check out Brimstone Games, the CG Realm, as well as Area 42 Outpost. Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 5 of the Friday Night Games Last Space Game Standing Epic Podcast of All Time. Episode 5, so the last episode. <clears throat> Starting with 5 games chosen by 5 amazing content creators. One game will be voted off each week until there's only one game left. Which is tonight. Yes, John, what happened on the last show? We eliminated Battlestar Galactica in front of the team that was repping Battlestar Galactica. How fun was that? We dropped that mic. I mean, I, I was kind of like, oh, I feel bad for you, but I didn't feel bad at all. <laughs> I kind of felt bad because for, for the first episode that I wasn't trying to vote them off, they got voted off. You feel miserably. I did. Yeah, how about that? Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> Well, tonight should be interesting because yeah. uh, there's only two games left. I mean, you have to fight about which game to kick off. So, oh, Are we going to fight? I don't know. Maybe I, not. I don't know. Maybe not. Yeah, we'll see. All right. So that leaves us with two games. So what are those two games again? I think it's Nemesis and Eclipse left Ooh. left up to battle. Ooh, we got Twilight Imperium Jr. Yep. versus Aliens the movie. Yeah. So Alien the movie, the board game. <laughs> but not ripped off of aliens because <laughs> the IP is not there. Anyways. <laughs> All right. So joining us on today's show is Royce from Definitely a Board Game Podcast. Say awesome. hello, Royce. Hello, Royce. Oh, see? I stole that from whatever you, you do your segments. You always you and Aaron always do that. <laughs> right? Hey, we've got to have whatever trademark we have. In all fairness, though, I'm pretty sure I stole it from Gr George and Gracie back in the 70s. So, hey. <laughs> That's all right. Wait. It's yours now. See, I was going to say, hey, exactly. I was gonna say yeah. Home Alone, where, where it's like, say hello, Kevin. Hello, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Home Alone has that too? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right, so today, Royce is here to help us vote off either Nemesis or Eclipse. So maybe he'll get revenge, or maybe he just hates the movie Aliens. We'll, we'll find out in a minute. <laughs> and we'll determine which is the best game, or maybe not the worst epic space game of all time, because that's what this show is about. It's not about the best, it's about the most... But not the best. Not being the worst. Yeah. It's a popularity contest. It's just a... True. It's True. really the just The fact us. that I'm on the fifth episode tells me that the intention was for me to be pushing Twilight Imperium here on the fifth. Because we all knew it was going to be the best game of them all. <laughs> Actually, I, I just... From what I listened to, in all honesty... In all honestly, <laughs> In all honesty, your stuff was some of the funniest. So I'm like, oh, Royce has got to be on. And you were having, like, you're trying to get your stuff done. So I'm like, okay, we'll delay it a bit. And and, I, and your stuff was funny. So I had no yeah. problem putting on this. Well, I appreciate the delay. I needed it. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> Do I get a delay? No. Okay. <laughs> I know where you live, John. So 
<laughs> it only I'm, applies to the special guests. It's yeah. true. Yeah. True. Like, like for John, I'll just go over and be like, look, man, I'll take care of your kids for an hour, which you would probably take that. You're like, okay. Yeah. yeah. See ya. Yeah. <laughs> go to the bar. <laughs> go to watch a Lions game. <laughs> All right. So Royce, tell everyone where they could find definitely a board game podcast. All right, so definitely a board game podcast. The podcast that's definitely about board games, except when it's not. You can find us literally anywhere that podcasts live. We're on iHeartRadio. We're on iTunes. We're everywhere you can find us. If you want to get in contact with us, you can find us also on Twitter at BoardDefinitely, on Facebook at DefinitelyBoard, and our our email, DefinitelyBoard at gmail.com which I'm a little surprised I did that as well as I did because my co-host Aaron actually does that on all our shows. Oh, does he? <laughs> <laughs> I, I should have prepared a little better, but I, I think I got it right. No, you you yeah. nailed it. You nailed yeah. it. I like I like how you have I like your podcast name is definitely a board game podcast. You use definitely a lot, which is pretty funny. It, it really that's exactly how it happened. We were going through so many possible names. We had all the cutesy meeple names. We had all the possible names we could think of. And finally we just said, this is definitely the dumbest thing we've ever done. And he says, I can't believe we're definitely doing this. And we're like, well, it's definitely a board game podcast. Anyway, that's all we can agree with. Boom. That's how it turned into it. That's awesome. Yeah. It was not one of those really moments of brilliance so much as just a, eh, we give up. <laughs> I gotcha. I gotcha. So, did Aaron not want to do this with you? What happened there? <laughs> no, no, it's not that he didn't want to do this to me. So, I don't know. Here's the deal. Okay. I've been playing games my entire life. I started off playing role-playing games in elementary school. There was actually an, a role-playing club in my elementary school. I played that through in high school. I got big into magic. I got big into diplomacy. You want to talk about big, long, heavy games like TI3. I got into diplomacy, and we had a huge club at in high school that played diplomacy every single week. I went to tournaments for diplomacy, and I knew Aaron through most of this time. Okay. And Aaron was too good for games. Aaron was a a sports jock. He didn't want to be involved with any of this stuff. He was a musician. And so even though we were friends, we really had nothing in common. So it was really weird that we were really good friends all this time. And it wasn't until the last couple years that Aaron started to sort of say, well, what's going on with board games? And I said, well, look, I want to do a podcast about board games. And Aaron said, well, I just want to do something with you. We haven't done a project together in a long time. And we thought this would be a good way to do it. So it's been, I've been sort of like, I don't want to say guiding him in, but that's the case a little bit. And he's been exploring this and I've been sort of exploring the hobby through him a little bit as well. So it's been this fantastic journey together on something we never thought we would ever do together. So really neat. Well, I think that's really cool because, you know, we, we were talking before the show and you were saying how Aaron yeah. has a bunch of skill sets that you don't have. So it's Absolutely. cool that you two yeah. like kind of mesh together and, and you do have really good chemistry. Like when I listen to your segments specifically on what you've been playing Wednesdays, so there's a plug for that. Make sure you check that out. We're all on it. Mm-hmm. You two have very good chemistry when you're talking. We've been friends for, well, I don't know, 30 plus years at this point. And wow. if we didn't have some chemistry, I suppose we would have killed each other. by now. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like the same with, with Matt and I, like Matt and I have known each other since kindergarten. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I, same thing. It's like, we got different skill sets that we can, that we, you know, Used to collaborate on what we're doing. Very, and... very similarly. John's a musician. There we go. Right. And I'm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the hell I am. I have a math degree. What does that make me nerd? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nerd. <laughs> yeah, I guess. But so. yeah, but it's just it's. <laughs> no, I've got nothing else for it other yeah. than nerd. <laughs> 
But it's just nice that, you know, being able to collaborate with, you know, a friend you've known your entire life. I know Matt and I disconnected for a while after grade school because we went to separate high schools and such. But, but yeah, it's been nice to reconnect and, and do and do this with them. So it's, it's nice that someone else has a similar story as well. Yeah, and that's exactly it as well. We did sort of, we still saw each other, but we didn't see each other very much for a long period of time. Mm-hmm. I had moved out of Toronto for a while. He hadn't. I we gone to different schools and yeah. It was all, it's just been a really neat experience. And it's actually one of those things I don't think would have happened without COVID. Oh, really? Yeah, because this was something at least partially that came out of, he had some time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where yeah. he had never had time before. We, we all and have we time started, now. I guess uh, <laughs> mid-20, or yeah, early early to mid-2020, just as COVID was kind of kicking off. As a fun thing to do for one or two episodes, and then we ended up here, so... So I guess that's kind of a good segue into the next question. Like, how did you two get into content creation? So obviously COVID got you right into it, right? Because you, you're playing games, you brought them into it. You're like, hey, we have time. Let's make a podcast. Is that what happened? Sort of. Like I said, we were looking for a project to do together. Mm-hmm. But board games had not been his thing. And it was only in the year or so before COVID that he had started to play some games with us and with some of his friends outside of us. And then at the same time, he suddenly found himself having some spare time, which is not something that he usually has. Aaron has a, is, he's a minister. He was still doing DJ work at that point. He's a tour guide. He's a, his, a musician. He put out his own album last year and he just, COVID was almost a moment for him to sit back and restock his life, retake his life, look at it and say what he wanted to do. And this, I was ready for a project. He was ready for a project, and it all worked out. So yeah, it was an amazing time. I we might have done it without COVID, but COVID was definitely the kick in the butt. Nice. So it accelerated that project, which is really awesome. Yeah, exactly. Good, good. So what games did he start playing with? You, you could. He's not here to defend himself, so you could just throw him whatever <laughs> games you want. Don't worry. If you listen to any episode of our show, I trash him most of the time. Anyway. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> Uh, so it, it's interesting because, again, we're coming at this from very different directions. So he prefers lighter, more social games. I generally prefer heavier, more intense games, games that require a little more concentration. If a game is too serious for him, he tends to not like it because he can't talk while he's playing. He oh, needs really? to concentrate too much, and I'm the opposite. I want to be head down playing my game, <laughs> making sure I... It, but you're like so the, we, you're... but we do have some overlap and we're both willing to play literally anything right so you, you in front of you you see graphs and numbers and it's like the the hangover like that scene when he's at the casino <laughs> <laughs> right and, and Aaron's interesting you went there instead of the life is beautiful scene but actually that that was spoofing yeah. well i mean yeah <laughs> hangover was a better movie fair <laughs> enough yeah <laughs> or more entertaining i guess better movies questionable <laughs> Cool. Yeah, though. That's yeah, and then yeah, for him it's much more of a social event than it is anything else. Mm -hmm. So it's neat. He's actually introduced me to new games that I would never have picked up, although not all of them are great. (laughs) What do you what do you get you to play? Well, I was gonna one that wasn't so great. I played Seven Dragons just the other night with him. Okay. Have you played that one? No, I haven't played that one. No. It's a Looney Lab, so Andrew Looney, so that tells you a lot right off the bat quite random card game he introduced me to ramen fury which i would probably never have played without him that one i actually quite enjoyed yeah 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 like these are games that i probably would not have picked up that they seem a little too light for me and i find myself enjoying them and at the same time 
I can't throw him into an 18xx game, maybe, right. but I can bring him into a medium heavy Euro as long as I pick a medium heavy Euro that I think will appeal to him on theme or something like that as well. Right. Yeah. And that's actually, I think that that is the conundrum of everyone who's the rules person is like, can I get a game to get other people engaged? Yeah. Right. Right. So, right. Like, and, th- and that, and that, I, so I'm guessing you're the rules person. Am I right, Royce? I am. Yeah, I am. I'm the rules person. I have most of the games in our game group. Like everybody has a few games. Aaron's actually up to over a hundred, which kind of blows me away. He went wow. from like half a dozen at the beginning of Sounds this like podcast. I, this this is weird. I feel like this is our like you guys are our doppelganger <laughs> podcast or something. <laughs> Just yeah. as funny. But yeah, I normally teach the rules. I like teaching. It's what I do for a living as well. So yeah, teaching is fun for me. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You we're doppelgangers, right? Like I feel like me and you. Me, I'm you, Royce. Me and you are the sapers, and we laugh a lot. You know, we say we crack a bunch of jokes, and and John is probably Aaron. You know, they're probably. Like, I have this vision of us holding arms and skipping through the fields <laughs> together. <laughs> we finally located each other. Or is it like uh, it's only a four-hour drive away? It's true. Let's do it. <laughs> or is it like Highlander? Like we meet each other, and then there's like a rift. And we have to like fight. <laughs> Don't touch each other. It'll be yeah. a paradox. That thing you're feeling, the quickening. <laughs> there could only be one of us. Only be one. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> I like that second one, but. <laughs> That would just be for a crazier ending, I guess. Yeah. Okay. It would make a convention very interesting. We'll run around with swords and try to <laughs> chop each other's head off the whole weekend. Oh, you know what? You said you played Magic. I play Magic. We should just have a Magic off. <laughs> Aaron and John don't, right? I'm, I know John does it. I'm assuming Aaron does it. That way, those two will just watch. He doesn't. Yeah. Yeah, okay. uh, it'll be interesting. I haven't. I, I'll be honest, I haven't played Magic for at least a decade. I'm a way behind. Look, the last set that I bought in any real, I think, was Fallen Empires back in the day. So, look, we're not really yeah. going to be playing. We're just going to be throwing cards at each other. Oh, <laughs> that I can do. That, yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever gets the least paper cuts wins, okay? That's what's going to happen. Least paper cuts. <laughs> all right. <laughs> well, now you listeners know where this podcast is going to go. <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah, it's not getting any better <laughs> this is it <laughs> this is it yeah this is the high point all right so we're gonna do what we're here to do and all that right. is choose a winner between nemesis and eclipse and the ti3 surprise return <laughs> no the big surprise would be on mars out of nowhere <laughs> out of nowhere just comes in like oh by the way <laughs> these teams back <laughs> oh, hey, on Mars is an amazing game. Come on, it really was a great game. It just it is it's not a nice look. Game. It is, but when you yeah, it, it's just an economic game. But when you compare it to what it's up against, you know those are better games. I even think Space Team is a better game. It's <laughs> a questionable answer right there, but you know I think it's I think it's better. Yeah, I think Aaron might like Space Team, and that might tell you something about what I think about it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Now you should play it with him because he will like it. Everyone, yeah. everyone yeah. I've recommended to has a blast. Cool. Okay, let's let's do it. All right, so you're gonna hear everyone's answers on why the other games suck and their choice doesn't. And we literally told everyone to trash talk each other. Yeah. So let's let's do it. John, yo. Hey, man, do you think we made it this far? Hells to the yes. Dude, why do the other games suck? Straight to the point. Let's let's start doing it. You know, just so you know, everyone's probably ripping on, on Maris. Oh, right. But, you know, for unfor- unforeseen circumstances, that, that game got cut last minute. So we threw on us repping, repping spe- space team. So Yeah, we really threw a wrench in everyone's plans. Yeah. I, I am hoping to hear what they say about on Mars, but, you know. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe we'll... 
Yeah, we'll figure it out. Anyways, this is us ripping on on the other games. So all right, let's start with let's start with Nemesis. Yeah, yeah. This you, is my Nemesis. You you tell me what you don't like about it. All right. Okay, so uh, you know you had it back in on Kickstarter number one. Yeah. And then it showed up at your house with four thousand boxes. <laughs> Literally a crate. I'm pretty sure they pull it off a truck with a forklift. Yeah. So like the shipping on that's like probably so much money. Oh, million Canadian dollars, Canadian you know? million dollars here. Let's just. And the rules have a video that I fell asleep to, number one, that don't really explain anything. And everyone's done aliens. Oh. You know, Ridley Scott did aliens in the 70s. We don't need it in the <laughs> 2020s. You know what I mean? It's overdone. It's blatantly ripping off aliens. And, like, come on. Where's the originality? Right, right. Okay, Eclipse. You can't even buy this game. This game doesn't even exist. I didn't, I don't, I've never heard of it. Dude, this this game is apparently a remake. You can't buy either. <laughs> I've been trying to buy this game for like years. Nice. I feel like it's been years now, okay? In fact, if another podcast we discussed, I don't think this game actually exists. If the other people <laughs> think it exists, I don't think it exists. I think it's just a lie. Anyone who tells you otherwise is a liar. <laughs> Definitely did not play it because we know that it didn't exist. And they probably stole it. They probably stole the copy. I mean, like, it's, you know, it takes a million times. You know, it takes forever to play. You could play, like, Space Team a bajillion times in that period of time. Right. Then you have Twilight Imperium. I mean. Boring. Apparently, you can play this game over a whole day. I don't know why you would want to subject yourself to one game for an entire day. I mean, go get some fresh air. All right? Yeah. Go get yourself a drink of water. Don't you know, punish yourself. The game has a freaking space tiger. Dude. Is it, and isn't it a lion? Fine. Okay, okay, hold it's on. It's a hold lion. On. Who put the Detroit Lions in this game? You know what's bad when the <laughs> Detroit Lions have been injected into a game. Yeah, like we already punished enough for watching them on TV. Every Sunday. You know, we don't want to play them, you know, a lion in this game, right? Yeah, exactly. It's like you want to punish the player base? Fine, go ahead. <laughs> also, go ahead, vote it, vote it to win. If that's how you feel. All right, let's talk uh let's talk uh Battlestar Galactica. Sure, your ship is in chaos, but no one's yelling at each other. You know, we're already, we all know we're already robots or Cylons, whatever. In fact, you know, we are always just a bunch of robots trying to play a game anyway. You, you, know, you might as well just play the game of life. It's shorter, components yeah. are just as visually appealing. Yeah. You know, yeah. Have you seen the visual? Have you seen the visual effects in this game? It looks like it's from like the '80s. Okay, yeah. like this is like, pfft, no one wants to play that. It's I didn't even stand the test of time. Okay, sure. Bowser Galactica is amazing. Okay, and you know That's what's all... even worse? The company lost the license to actually produce it as Battlestar yeah, Galactica, so can't... they suck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have to buy it as unfathomable, which uh, sucks. <laughs> actually, it's really good. Yeah, we can't talk bad about it. Yeah, it's actually really good, but. You know what? Whatever, man. You can, if you can't keep that license, why should this game win? Right. You know, like, am I am I voting for Unfathomable? Is that what I'm doing? That's not a space theme. No. So no. loses. Anyways, you're qualified. Yeah, you're probably better going to play Monopoly anyway. That's that's my suggestion. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to not vote off on Mar. I mean, Space Team. Space, space team. team is gonna win. We know it won. Thank you. Mic drop. <laughs> Why should you buy Nemesis over any of the other games right now? Jay, do you want to handle that? Yeah, so, you know, the other competition is On Mars, Eclipse, Twilight Imperium, and Battlestar Galactica. Did I, forget? I didn't forget it. Yeah, you just can't pronounce it. Yeah, yeah, I can't pronounce these, but I, but, but I know you, you, shouldn't, you shouldn't buy those at all. You should definitely buy Nemesis. 
I mean, On Mars is, I mean, everybody's seen that movie with Matt Damon. It's just about gardening in space. It's so boring. Poop okay? potatoes. And I mean, look, if you're a fan of vampire movies, go with Twilight Imperium. Go with Eclipse. I mean, we know what happened, right? Okay. Kristen Stewart left the guy. Boring. Vampires in space. Nobody wants to play that. Okay. Twilight Imperium Eclipse. Come on. And what's the other one? Battlestar Galactica. Now, oh, yeah. Uh, let me, let okay, me, okay oh, hang on. Hold on. I'm, I'm about to rip a new one here. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> People are like, ooh, it's got the best traitor mechanic in board games. False. Nemesis does. Yeah, Because false. everybody can be a traitor. And everyone could still try to win. Yeah, and what's a Cylon? I mean, that Who sounds cares like... about Cylon? No, it sounds like something you buy at, like, a high-end boutique in New York, you know? Or some made-up Toys R Us, like, right. brand shelf toy. Yeah, and, and besides, it's an IP game. I mean, what, four seasons of the show, only two were good? I mean, come on. Yeah, how Battle good Star could Galactica? it be? I mean, really. Yeah, it was canceled. But Nemesis, since it's a unique IP, yeah. sure, it's based on something that is popular that's really good, because why would you not base yeah, it on like something that's eight not amazing? eight alien movies? Hello, there's eight. You know it's good when there's eight alien yeah, I movies. I mean, how good was Battlestar Galactica anyway. Is no. anyone still talking about it? No. Not really. No. And plus the original was way better. Shots fired. Boom. Now, <laughs> <laughs> I, I really think that Nemesis is superior over all of these because on Mars, it's basically just a Euro with a pasted on theme. Like you could, yeah. you could say, oh, well, it's not Mars. It's the country of wherever. Yeah, it's on Denmark. Yeah. Sure. On Denmark. Easy. And then you're still pushing things around and you got your transportation. I've played it. It's not all that great. Yeah. Eclipse, poor man's Twilight Imperium. Let's just say it. Ooh. Poor shots man's fired Twilight Imperium. Twice. Okay. Bam, bam. That's it. And then Twilight Imperium. I mean, come on. You're up against a space lion. I mean, space lions. Enough said. Space Please. lions. Please. Please. Come on. Not even realistic. They can't. They it, don't even have opposable thumbs. They can't fly a spaceship. At least with Nemesis, you Ridiculous. have various different creatures, but they're all the same species in their different evolution cycle. Like, Twilight just makes up. All these crazy yeah. like people that have nothing to do with anything, yeah, and yeah. you're like, are you saying that there's some universe it's here? It's like that bad, I need fan to, fiction, like, bad fan fiction, folks. Bad fan fiction. Bad fan fiction <laughs> is how I would describe Twilight. Plus, you know what? If you want to play one of these two games, would you walk over and say, let's play this 12-hour Twilight Imperium game, yeah, or Nemesis, where you can get an amazing thematic experience of space and aliens and traitors yeah, in a fourth of the time in three to four hours. That's right. Done. Yeah. Then you can go on to do something else like burn in... Twilight Imperium. Yep. That's right. <laughs> I would never say to burn a board game, but no, you know, no, unless it's Battlestar Galactica. But then go right ahead. Pew pew. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's our uh, that's, that's our trash that's talking segment, <laughs> which is fun. We love you all. We're yeah. Just, we, oh yeah. This, yeah. this tongue in cheek. We love you all. Your picks are well, they're not great, but it's okay. They're they're okay. And we don't know which one is going to be left over here at the fifth episode. That's right. You know. So this we gotta right. we gotta kind of. Toss yeah, out all five, yeah. all the other four, I guess. Yeah, we have to. We have to go hard. Hello, everybody. This is Rob. And Anna Marie. And we are the Meeple Dungeon. You can find us on Twitter and YouTube and our own podcast on all the major podcasting sites. And we are here in the fifth and final episode of the Friday Night Games Last Game Standing. Eclipse. And Eclipse is obviously the last game standing at Definitely. this point. And we all know that TI has been out since round one. So I'm not sure who else is here with us at the, this time, but it's it's definitely not them. But we're here to talk about why Eclipse is better than all the others and why we should buy Eclipse and not those other quote-unquote yeah. space games. Challenge accepted. Yes. So the first one we're going to talk about is Nemesis. Nemesis. Now, how many alien races are in Nemesis? Oh, let me count. I got Give me a second. Oh, wait. 
Just one. Yeah, just one. How many are in Eclipse? A dozen? More yes. than one. Absolutely. Yeah, so that is, by my count, that's 12 times the amount of aliens in Eclipse than in Nemesis. So that's inexcusable. Yeah, so when it comes to space math, more aliens the better. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it's just, it's just a fact. Fact. How many ships are in Nemesis? Oh, wait. Oh, no. Just one. Yikes. The space math is checking out again. There are fleets and fleets of ships in Eclipse against many, one. So many, many, when we're many talking a oh, hundred times the amount of ships, that's that's bad news for Nemesis. So space math checking out. Nemesis doesn't stand a chance doesn't against stand Eclipse. Up. One ship no. and one one alien race. Like what are you even doing? Get out of town. Like call yourself a space game, right? Okay, Nemesis. We're on to <laughs> on Mars. Okay, this is just a bland. Euroy, Euroy, Euroy game. I'll give it. It's got a nice, pretty box. Yeah. So the arts, you know, it's pretty. Yeah. But is it? Is it actual space? No. Nope. No. No Hubble Hubble images on Mars. There. No, not, I don't not think in so. that game. Nope. You're just going from your ship to Mars to your ship to Mars to your ship to Mars. Like, wait, let me try. To your ship to Mars. Yeah, you got it. You got it. Oh, that's that's awesome. the game. Yeah, which is not unlike, you know, going from your car to the grocery store and then you go back out to your car and you forgot something and you're going back into the grocery store. So, you know, we could it's safe to say you could retheme on Mars to grocery store, grocery store the game. You know. Yep. You just and you you're, you're just juggling things as you're coming out and you forgot the mustard and you got to go back in. And that's it's as a Exciting as it sounds, yes. And it's pretty steep, the price. Yeah. It's You're paying that kind of money for a game that could be rethemed into a grocery store game? <laughs> I don't think so. This on is a Mars. space theme, Get not grocery theme. Get out of here, on Mars. You're not even close. Battlestar Galactica, you're next. Battlestar Galactica. There's Come a, on. There's a problem. You have an IP that has an awful box cover that like, doesn't appeal to people who don't know the original show. So horrible. And, you know, Come another on. problem. Come on. I, I don't know if this is the the issue, but you, you lose the license or maybe you just have to rebrand so that you can reach a larger audience. Or maybe pick a brand right the first time. Something that people actually like. Or a different cover that would maybe draw people in. Yeah, it just, yikes, that game. I, I, I you know... I looked at it many times and I just walked past it. Like, yeah. This is not a this is not a game I want on my shelf. No, it's ugly. It's a theme that I don't know or care about. Yeah, get out of my face, Battlestar Galactica. Battlestar Schmattlestar. Yeah, that's what I gotta say. Star. <laughs> and then we've got Ti to talk about last. We all know that they, you know, were bounced out in right. the first round, obviously. But what does Ti have that Eclipse doesn't? Nothing. Nothing. So, Eclipse is like a beautiful, juicy steak. Or yes, delicious. If you're a vegetarian or vegan, like a party-in-your-mouth Moroccan yam burger. Yeah, also right? delicious. So tasty. T.I. What did T.I. be? T.I. is a meatloaf. Yeah. It's thick and dense, and the whole time you're playing, or you're eating, sorry. Can you stick with the, stick with the analogy <laughs> yeah. here? The whole time you're eating... You're wishing you were having a juicy steak like a Eclipse. Yeah, and it's it's like a meatloaf that was just hastily thrown together, and it's it's like 
burnt on Friday the edges. Friday night, and you, you're trying to put the kids to bed, and, you, and you're, you're just trying to like cook something for you to eat after the kids are in bed, and you're just throwing things from the fridge at at no rhyme or reason into a pot, yeah. and you're throwing it in the oven and hoping for the best. What is that, T.I.? It's, it's not a juicy it's not, steak. It's no juicy steak. No. It is no Eclipse. No. Eclipse is, yes, is a fine, fine steak. Yeah. Medium Your rare. Your best cut. Mm, delicious. Yeah. Delicious. Mm, basted in some garlic butter. <laughs> that just, is exactly. Just tasty. What it is. So why should we buy this game? Because it's the best. It's purely it the best space game ever made. Pure fun. It's accessible to everybody. There is something in it for everybody. Yeah. You're a Euro player. You'll love this game. You're a minis and an area control domination combat player. This is your game. You get to make your board. Yeah. Modular board. Amazing. You got four people coming for game night. Great. No problem. Let's play Eclipse. You got five people coming. Great. Let's play Eclipse. You got six people Even coming. Even better. Let's do it. Eclipse Please is happening. So and we're well. still going to be done in three hours. We could play it again if we want. We could play it twice in the time you play a game of TI. Yeah. No one wants to do that. No one wants to play TI and for the stretch it out for that that long. You crazy? It's crazy. Yeah. No. This Eclipse is just awesome. Yeah. Pure Eclipse, fun. Best space game of all time. Best obviously. space game of all time. We're about to take ever. the crown. So we'll just pat ourselves on the back right now. And uh, we will accept the trophy in the Thank next you. Uh, episode. All right. This has been a blast. Thanks, guys. We're out of here. See ya. Bye-bye. Hey everybody, I'm Royce Calverly from Definitely a Board Game Podcast, and this is my last chance, my last opportunity to convince you that Twilight Imperium is the definitive space game. I've already talked about how it's the only space game that has everything. It has planets, it has asteroids, it has ships, it has armies, it has technologies, it has 17 different races, it has everything. It is space. And it encompasses everything that is space. But if that hasn't sold you yet, I'm not going to convince you with that. What can I convince you with? Well, let's look at some of the advantages that Twilight Perium has over some of these other options that were put forth. First of all, let's talk about longevity. This is a game that was first uh, created, first designed in 1997. The second edition came out shortly after that, and the third edition came out in 2005. The third edition was where they caught it right, and for 13 years, until 2017 and 2018, it didn't change. 2018, the fourth edition is more of a refinement on the third edition rather than a new version, so there is no reason that this version won't still be playable, exciting, fun, enjoyable in 2030. This is a game that will be on your shelf forever. I still play my Twilight Imperium 3rd Edition. The 3rd Edition is the one that I prefer, although I admit the 4th Edition is probably a little bit better, but there's a bit of a nostalgia there for me. The 13 years that that game was available for sale is unheard of now. Games just don't stay on the shelf that long anymore. This one will. If you pick up Twilight Imperium 4th Edition today, you'll still be able to get it in 20 years. All right, so what's the next thing? Well, the next thing is variability. And this goes to what's in the box. The box comes with 17 unique races, all of them different, all of them with their own strategies and skills. You can play 17 games without ever repeating your player race. 
Or you can play the same race multiple times and try to improve it, try to do better. Even if you do do that, it's still going to be completely different because every time you play, you get a random setup. The worlds, the maps, the galaxies are going to be different. They're going to build out differently. They're going to appear differently. You can't count on certain planets being available. It's always going to be different. Even if you could say, well, I'm only going to play the one race, and I'm only going to play the one board setup, and I'm going to play that over and over and over again, you still have the technology trees. And you can do a different technology path each time. So there are so many different ways to play this game that you will never play the same game twice. And that's why this is such an experience game. That's why people always say, remember that game of Twilight Imperium when? Because every game is unique. Every game is different. It's not like any other game where it just feels the same. And then the last one. The last thing, the big advantage of Twilight Imperium. People have spoken, ah, blah, 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 blah. It's so long, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, it's a little bit longer than the others. But that's a good thing. Here's why. Dollar per hour gameplay ratio. Yep. A game gets six players. Let's say it takes six hours. That's 36 hours of gameplay per session. Think about that. After a few games, your dollar per hour gameplay ratio is going to be just a few cents per hour. This is going to be the most economical, the most feasible game that you will ever purchase. If you look at it right. Anyway, that's it for me. We are done with these little uh, intro snippets. This is the last chance I had to convince you until my episode anyway. So here we go. Twilight Imperium. It is space in a box. It will last forever. It has more variability than any other game on your shelf. And it's cheap if you look at the dollar per hour gameplay ratio. Thank you very much. I'm Royce. I'm from definitely a board game podcast. You can find our podcast anywhere that podcasts live. Thank you so much and have a great day, everybody. You are listening to Of Dice and Men, a podcast about board games, the people that play them, and the culture surrounding the hobby. We are on Friday Night Games, taking part in Last Game Standing, second edition, talking about the best space games. And our game, of course, is Battlestar Galactica, because as the best podcast out there, we are going to choose the best space game out there, which, of course, is Battlestar Galactica. But I want to know from our, uh, I'm Ryan, and we're here with Chad and Adam, what reason should you buy this one over any of the other space games out there? Because there are a lot. So the reason I think Battlestar Galactica is the game to buy out of out of all the other chaff that the other hosts are talking about is player engagement. I'll, I'll sell you on that phrase alone. BSG is wonderful when it comes to player engagement, because not only are you really concerned about what's happening on your turn, but you also care about what other players are doing, partially because of the hidden trader mechanic, but also because like even if you trust the other three or four or five people sitting at the table, you still care about their crisis checks and you still care about what's happening to the ship because you're on a shared board. It is cooperative until you find the hidden trader, right? So because of that, I've never felt a, a part of BSG where I wasn't watching or playing or interested in what was happening. There's always something cool going on. It's not just take my turn and sit back for 20 minutes until my next turn, right? Right. And besides it's the so player, easy to get to the table too, right? Like Because mm-hmm. this game appeals to the noobs who are like, oh, yeah, I heard of that show. Sure, I'll, I'll give a space game a try. But it also, because of the depth and the, and the drama of the game, it also appeals to even the most learned and experienced of board gamers. <laughs> 
that's kind of where I come in is with the drama of the game is that uh, I love games that have a dramatic narrative that they tell. And this one, more than almost any other game I've played, just tells an incredible story from the start to the end of the game that like has people like cheering and giving high fives and laughing and talking about it two years later, maybe like that big betrayal that occurred. And and that's a rarity in in life, let alone board games. So I really appreciate that ability to just like converse with friends about that one time that one thing happened it's just awesome but you mentioned the chaff that other podcasts are talking about i think i just want to throw some of those other games under the bus really quickly if we could it's so much better than what's that one that that cheap alien ripoff that's like super oh, what, what nemesis Nem- uh, yeah right nemesis uh, Get a name um, uh, i mean ryan and i have played nemesis and it's like it's got some neat ideas in there, but it's it's very much a like I'll work with you if I have to type of game. Like it, it it's not nearly as engaging, I would say, as uh, of a game as, as something like Battlestar Galactica. Come on, yeah, I, I I think back to the Nemesis game that I played, and I can't recall much of anything about it except for it had like a big alien mini. Right, and if that's all I can remember about the game compared to the stories that I can remember from Battlestar Galactica, that's not cutting it. Right, right. I was going to say, how about on Mars? Like that's, that's oh, a big, that Matt Damon one. No, <laughs> That's a big Vital Lacerda Euro game. Have you guys even played it? Uh, you know, dry Euros just really don't compare to exciting, thematic, dramatic games that like grip you. So I just, it doesn't get, you know, it just doesn't appeal to me, you know? Yeah, like I like economic engine games, but usually I'll be perfectly happy to play someone else's copy, especially with the sticker price of on, on Mars because right. it's a very expensive game. Yeah, I think it's swinging at like 180 Canadian or something like that. It's eh, that's for for something that is a very red cube pusher. I'm I'm not sure. I'm I'm, I'm interested in spending that kind of money. Oh, and yeah. speaking of the economy games, what about that? Like what Ti4 Light? Uh, what's it called? Eclipse, where they just are like, uh, hey, let's uh-huh. make this game, but let make it less so in every way. <laughs> Great idea, guys. <laughs> Uh, I'm not Eclipse. saying Eclipse isn't good, but it, it, it's it's more about empire management than it is about space. You win Eclipse by having the most balanced checkbook at the end of the game, not by being the best at space. Yeah, you right? draw exactly. a tile, exactly. you place a tile, you figure out what you're going to do with the tile, you look at all these icons. It's not player engagement like it is that you mentioned chad that it is a battlestar galactica oh and my i lost i lost my pink planet i gotta take the cube off the board and put it on the planet uh, oh yeah right uh, lame cube lame cube pusher next yeah so then uh <laughs> twilight imperium now adam's talked about how it's so easy to get battlestar galactica to the table if you wanted to with a uh, casual and uh, hardcore gamers alike twilight imperium not so much if you're not a hardcore gamer who's willing to give up an entire day you're going to have a hard time getting that to the table. Yeah, a lot of people talk about the big playtime of that game. It's like a six, eight-hour game, depending on the people you're playing with. But no one mentions the, like, three hours beforehand that you have to spend reading the rules or getting up to speed or or figuring out what the hell you're doing as a new player. Oh, it's just... and, and let's not forget how unforgiving the Adam's the Cylon. We found him. Revealed my new as a Cylon. And he's out the airlock. Yeah, we got him. So now it's down to a two-person show, but it's still a Dyson Man. 
Thank you for voting for us because, of course, we're winning this. Taking the championship home for sure, Battlestar right. Galactica. Man, that was so good. That was hilarious. Yeah, there was some there was some funny trash talking in there. That's for sure. Like I I love episode five of this because that last snippet of people just like trash talk in every game mm-hmm. is just so funny to me. Yeah, I think my favorite my favorite thing that I got out of it was so who is who's the one that compared on Mars to grocery shopping? <laughs> oh, that was uh, Meeple Dungeon. Oh, Meeple Dungeon. I was like. <laughs> because I literally did that uh, today at the grocery store. I forgot something in my car and I had to go back out and grab it. And I was like, ah, damn. Yeah, and that's, I mean, life. I mean, Odd Mars could be, I know Odd Mars wasn't even in. Yeah. <laughs> we, we eliminated it. We put our game in there. But Odd Mars is just an economic game. So yeah. yeah, it might as well be you grocery shopping. Maybe we could just retheme it. So maybe Odd Mars could be in every single last game standing. <laughs> That we do from now on. Yeah, I like it. I like it. That that could be like a hidden hidden joke slash Easter egg. And then Abdyson Men had like Cylon voices going on. I don't I don't know. Yeah. What was what's up with that? And then Meeple Mentor pointed out that Twilight Imperium had a had a lion. This is, everyone points this out. Why is there a space lion? Why and then we pointed that out too. But you know what's really funny about ours? I laugh like every time I hear it, I laugh. We talk about the Detroit Lions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's space pet- Detroit Lions. Yeah. yeah, especially tongue in cheek because they are the worst team this year. Yeah, they're really so, bad. So yeah. it's like well, we you got to remember, it. there are so many alien races in Ti Three. You're going to run out of inspiration at some point. <laughs> You're right. I mean, they do have turtles. They do have lions. Yeah. What else am I missing? It's like they sit in a room and have like a bunch of animal or creature things listen on the wall and they just throw darts and whatever sticks that's what the next alien race is daddy you should put my lion in the game <laughs> next like, year uh, fine <laughs> he's like an emo like he flips his hair like <sighs> my dad hates me <laughs> my dad oh man but royce what happened on this one you okay first of all i just want to say that like especially if you're if you're a listener royce's segments up to this one were all hilarious what happened with this? What happened? You're trying to defend this to the death. I don't know. I don't know. I, I Maybe it's because I've been so nasty in all the others and so mean to some of the others. I felt like taking the high horse. Maybe it, I put them out of order. Or maybe it was supposed to be last week's and this week when I sent it to you. I don't know. Or maybe I was getting really busy towards the end there. Maybe I just sort of ran out of steam. I don't know. But I, I, I'm, <laughs> what it really is, I'm sure, is I was just so sure that it was going to win that yeah. I didn't even have to worry about that. I mean, come on. Like, how could I lose? The I'm greatest, already in. <laughs> the greatest game of all time. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Like, why yeah. wouldn't you be? I mean, it, it does seem set up. Like, you're in this fifth episode. It seems like it should be up like it, should, it should be an easy choice but that's not how this thing goes yeah. no no yeah, no, no, no i feel like you brought it to rub my nose in it just a little bit here. <laughs> I, de- I definitely did not I... how we eliminated you <laughs> no if anything this podcast made me want to play twilight imperium it actually yeah it actually because honestly every so and, and the listeners can detest although you haven't listened to any because only episode one has been released yeah. so far right so yeah. you haven't heard any of it, but everyone, every single one is like, oh, Twilight Imperium's the best. <laughs> Twilight Imperium's the best. we're going to vote it up. Yeah, Twilight it's Imperium's gone. the best, though. <laughs> it really yeah. is. I feel like you're just getting rid of, like, the, the obvious winner to have, you know, the controversy and <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> I, I think it's just, look, everyone knows Twilight Imperium is the best game. It's super epic. But when, you, when it really boils down to is that all these games are awesome. Right. Right. Especially and, Space Team. 
Right. Absolutely. And, yeah. and especially specifically <laughs> space feet. Uh, but we, we, you know, we want people to try different things, right? Right, and, right, right. And it's also about what isn't the worst, right? So everything has a flaw. Mm-hmm. Can something make it through without being the worst in every single category? And that's technically what wins. It isn't really like you're the best. It's you're just not the worst. <laughs> we always have to remember there is an age difference here between Twilight Imperium and all of these other games. Right. It's been around and it's not new. It's not, I admit, it's not as exciting as it once was because these new games, even I'm looking at some of these new games and going, oh, <laughs> yeah. I want to play that now. That looks exciting. And yeah. Oh, despite yeah. Despite what I may or may not have said in previous episodes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think that's like that for everybody, right? Like these games are all fantastic. I actually think some people were trying to nominate Twilight Imperium, but you just called it first, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I'm yep. pretty yep. sure. Pretty sure someone wanted. That's to do interesting because that. I had a really hard time deciding which game I was gonna do. Like that was one of my first thoughts, but I really was trying to think of something else. Like, I thought about uh, Star Trek Attack Wing, for instance, oh, which is one nice. of my first loves. I love Star Trek Attack Wing. Nice. I thought about even Terraforming Mars, although that one's a little bit. Of a gimme, I think. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, we we actually like we played a bunch of space yeah. games leading up to this, Terraforming Mars being one of them. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I was surprised no one no one elected it because yeah. I'm like, that is like you know that's the that's the original. I know it's not as exciting as these ones, but it is like the original one that someone someone should have been like, hey, if you're if you're gonna play on Mars, you might as well play Terraforming Mars. This is better game. And I think if you were trying to do this from a gamemanship point of view, if you're really wanting to win, maybe Terraforming Mars was the way to go. But if yeah. you want to do something fun. I love Terraforming Mars, but it's not fun to defend. Everybody knows about it. Everybody's heard of it. It's not yeah. it, It's not a little bit in the past, so it's not a little forgotten. Yeah, it just, it's not fun. Yeah, you're right. As, it is For this show, for this show, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> it, we're about fun yeah. here. We're not about, the, you know, yeah. the best. <laughs> well, maybe we are. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? I don't even know. I don't even know what I was going to say there. I don't even know what my stance was going to be, to be honest with you. Sometimes I just shoot from the hip. <laughs> Our listeners know. <laughs> I'm, I'm curious is space games a real big theme with you guys do you really like space games or was it just a good theme for the for this kind of a competition i think it was because we sort of just randomly start like we, we played just, like we five a, yeah a bunch of games on the table and they just happen to all be like space games and right. it just seems like everything coming out written in couple past couple years have been like space theme as well and i think that that has to do with the industry too the industry is very um i'm not gonna say copycat-ish but they like to like pull themes from each other so for instance dune imperium came out it was very popular it was very well received so then you start seeing more and more space games come out all at the same time it's it's a little bit conservative that way if something does well everybody else starts to sort of say oh well i'll do that too to some extent right like rolling rights and then i think over the last (laughs) year it was polynomenominos or whatever tetraminos whatever they want to call them but like every game had like that in it i'm like oh (laughs) i love polyomino games as long as they have something else i can't stand like patchwork and those sorts of things it's just yeah, but anyway, that's a yeah. whole other subject we can deal with. That, that's uh, that's last game standing yeah. number ten. You know, like yeah. <laughs> Polyomino's best patchwork yeah. game. Yeah, it's, it's Feast for Odin. We all know it's Feast for Odin. There's no point doing. It. Yeah. <laughs> well, if it's on our show, we'll vote off Feast for Odin like second episode or something. Right yeah. after yeah. our joke is Twilight Imperium three too. So what do I know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
Awesome. Oh, man. Okay, well, let's get down to this voting right now. So, Royce, you want to let the listeners know what you're voting for? Or, sorry, what you want to vote off and why? All right, so, look, this is really easy for me because a little bit of behind-the-scenes secret magic thing. I voted for Nemesis to be voted off every single round up till now. So, clearly, my opinion, not the opinion of the general public. <laughs> uh, it's And it's not that Nemesis isn't an excellent game. It's just, it's not the type of game I love. And all the other games really work, with the exception of space, whatever. (laughs) 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 But I love On Mars. And Eclipse, let's face it, it is TI3 Junior or TI Junior. Yep. But the art is beautiful. It is streamlined. They have done a wonderful job creating a new game that encompasses most of what ti had with a little less bloat and i I can be honest about that ti is a little bit bloated and eclipse does a great job with fantastic visuals which is one of the things ti did not do great it's not as pretty on the board for sure so do you think like if fancy flight just kind of rethemed twilight imperium it would be better than eclipse like if they just kind of like made it a you know, got rid of the space lot, space Detroit Lions, and like put in some real space tigers. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not that at all. No, I, I think it's just a, it's a rules thing. Okay. Ti four stream down Ti three. Eclipse is what Ti four probably should have been. Mm-hmm. They were afraid of offending the Ti players. Oh. Okay. So they needed to keep some of the original Ti that maybe isn't as smooth and as streamlined as it could be, because if they didn't, people would complain that Ti four is no longer Ti. Oh. Okay. And they actually walked that line beautifully well. I don't know anybody who said Ti three is better than Ti four. I know lots of people, myself included, who have a soft spot for three because of nostalgia or whatever it might mm-hmm. be, and would rather play that. But we still admit four is better. But if they had gone as far as Eclipse had, I think they would have upset the original fans. I gotcha. That makes a lot of sense. So I think they did a really good job. And yeah, my vote has to be for Nemesis to go over Eclipse. Gotcha. So you think Nemesis is just, it's a good game, but it's just not as good as Eclipse? Yeah. Because Eclipse is just... Yeah, exactly right. Yep. There you go. Awesome. We got to vote. So I want to know what you want to vote off, Matt. I always go first. What? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, okay. Well, I made a lot of notes, so let me put my glasses on right here. (laughs) I mean, there's only two games left, right? And I'm going to base it off of the trash talking. So Nemesis was the biggest joke was it's space math, right? Basically, there's only one alien in it, only one ship. It's not really thematical space. It's thematical one spaceship. Mm -hmm. People, you can argue it's a cheap aliens ripoff. Although I like true to space. It is not a true-to-space epic theme, right? Because it's on one spaceship. Because it only has you know, one set of aliens. You have a traitor mechanic, which is cool, but it really isn't that unique. The one thing I do like about that traitor mechanic, and I've said it before on several podcasts, is you know, you, you, you can choose to be the traitor. You don't actually have to. So I think that's really cool. The gameplay is phenomenal in it, but it is a very long game too. Eclipse. Now, Eclipse is a Euro game, right? And it's themed well, and it's kind of like... We keep saying it's Twilight Imperium Jr., but it really does encompass everything of space right more than nemesis so i don't want to because <laughs> i actually think ne- i actually like nemesis better like it fits me but it doesn't actually fit the theme of the best space game so i'm gonna vote i want to vote nemesis off so sorry everybody <laughs> yeah and you know what matt you hit a lot of good points 
with Nemesis. I was actually like going into this before listening to all everyone's responses. I was like, I think I think I wanted to vote off Eclipse because I just haven't played it. I don't I don't know what that experience is like. But I think after listening to everyone's like all the episodes and everyone's opinions and just thinking of like what the over the overarching space epic that we're going for i think that my my vote would have to be nemesis as well to to be voted off just because when i think of something when i think of space and space theme things like i want it to be i want it to be big i want it to be epic i want it to have adventure you know space isn't all about horror either right like so I think yeah, well, space think exploration, space exploration not, right? is is where it's at, and I think you know I had fun playing Nemesis, but I think sitting down and playing a game like Eclipse or Twilight Imperium would be something that would be very worthwhile. I know you know they're longer games, it might not be as easy to get to the table, but I definitely by the sounds of it, it seems very worth everyone's time. So well, on that note, Twilight Imperium wins! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're voting. I would like to thank the Academy. I would like to thank everyone who's been involved in it. It's all been a ruse. ruse. It's been... Space team. The whole time. And I'll just finish the transfer of funds now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. So, sorry, Nemesis. You do... Honestly, though, Nemesis does have a soft spot in my heart. And it's... If you haven't played it, you know, you should go play it. I mean, if you want a good nap, you can throw on the YouTube training (laughs) video and just put your feet up like I did. (laughs) Yep. And I I witnessed that. So that is 100% true. John did sleep through every single rule set of all those games. Yeah. (laughs) You are one of those. Okay. (laughs) I've got kids, man. All right. So congratulations to Eclipse and Meeple Dungeon. Thank you for repping that for us. We appreciate that. Sorry, Meeple Mentor, but Nemesis just didn't make it but that's okay it's a really good game go play it anyway yeah and at least made it to the finals yeah Yeah. so okay so what does everyone think about that result does that make sense yeah yeah Yeah, i I can't disagree with the final result i gotta say i i would have liked ti3 and ti to make it through either three or four but i can't argue with eclipse as a great game yeah i agree you know what i think like if anything this has really made me feel like i need to go play ti4 (laughs) that's what this whole podcast (laughs) made me feel like it's like my whole life has been leading up to this. Like <laughs> this, this was like the uh, the pep talk you needed to to go read the rules. To yeah, go, to go do it. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure the board game store has a copy. Is there any chance you're going to be at the Niagara Board Gaming Weekend? No, we won't be. No. When, when well, is that? January, January, the weekend of the twentieth, thereabouts. Yeah, we should go for your birthday. My birthday. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, maybe we will. Maybe we'll make a stop. Yeah. It is my wife's birthday, and I'm going anyway. I mean, what's the problem? <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. All right, so congratulations to Eclipse, rep by Meeple Dungeon, for not being the for not being the worst game in our in our thing. Whoa! <laughs> and um, thank you, listeners, for putting up with us for five episodes. Yeah, and thanks to all the amazing content creators for you know providing content, coming on our show for us. It's a lot of work, and we really appreciate taking the time out of your busy schedules to do it right so if you had enough of us you can drop out now or you should definitely stick around because friday night games and definitely a board game podcast are going to go into some other topics just shooting from the hip yeah wait what (laughs) (laughs) what are we doing (laughs) all right so royce you want to talk about game length i just thought that it was a natural sort of progression since uh 
GTI 3 is not the shortest game on the planet. <laughs> fill us in, fill in our listeners. Like, how long is it? How long does a a game of TI 3 and a game of TI 4 take? Uh, TI 3, you're looking at probably seven to eight hours if you know what you're doing, and I played up to twelve. Wow. TI 4 is much faster, six to eight. Uh, I finished in four on with five players once. That was. That was a Strange. fast game. Were, you, yeah. were everyone staring at each other? Like, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just sometimes it, the nature of the game, because it is a high combat, it is a high interactive game, it can happen sometimes that things just flow smoothly and they go easily. For whatever reason, it was just a quick game. It worked out well. It, any game can do that. I mean, if you want to talk game length, have you ever played Colonists? No. So Colonists, it's a resource management, almost like a Nui Rosenberg type of game, except... It's designed to run from 30 minutes to 240 minutes. Wow. Wow. <laughs> so, oh my God. You can play one era, two eras, three eras, four eras. If you play four eras, you're looking at at least a six-hour game, eight-hour game, anything wow. like that. I mean, it's just... That's the most Euro thing I've ever heard. <laughs> like, hey, you can play one era, or maybe you could play all 700 eras over a span of like a year or something like that. Which reminds me, has any of you heard of that that new game that's coming out where it's like it's like a legacy game, but as you do things, your choices end up like affecting future games, and then you're like you're like playing as like the doctor, and then you're giving advice, like you're doing something with genetics that change things for like your kids and then their kids, and every game is like you're going through a different generation of people. I I don't know what oh, the game is. I I think I've heard. Well, I think I heard about that. Yeah, yeah. I just thought that was such a cool concept, and that kind of reminds me of this like Euro era thing where it's like, hey, we're just gonna keep going, and yeah, I think the problem with like our game group is because our game nights tend like we start late, right? Like we start, start like playing 9:30. games like nine thirty at night, so right. playing a game that's gonna take four hours just seems kind of like out of our i can't think of the word out of our realm right now sure but you know we end up playing games for four hours anyway <laughs> right so <laughs> yeah. like why not i think it's just matt's the rules guy right so he's got to sit and learn the rules to these games then he's got to explain it and then you know we have we have a guy in our group who he takes a long time to make decisions sometimes right so it's hard to it's hard to play games that have that strategy element to it and for us to to play it quick yeah i think a, a lot of it for us is just finding the game that will play over like one to three hours with allowing for people to have that analysis paralysis type of player right right so like ti I, I, when you when you play it for eight hours i'm assuming it's because there's a lot of thinking going on and the game is going to take that long you know just... what no 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 and i think this is an important thing with long games if it's going to be a long game, so if you're going to play one of these games that takes a long time, you need to have very short turns. Mm -hmm. You need to have something with as little analysis paralysis as possible because that weight between the terms is what makes a game feel long. Mm -hmm. Like uh, Take a game like Dominant Species. Do you play Dominant Species by any chance? Or? Nope. Unfortunately, I've no. I've zero out of every game I've mentioned so far. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Dominant Species, how, how it works is is you have a list of actions on the side. You're selecting actions in sort of a draft at the beginning, and then you just go through the actions and everybody takes one action. Because there isn't this sort of you go, you go, you go, you go, you go, and then around the circle again, you don't have a long wait between your turns. Your pawn will come up when it comes up, and it's fairly quick. If you're going to have these games that last six to eight hours or even anything else, it has to flow fast. If it doesn't flow fast, it feels like an eight-hour game. Mm -hmm. 
So you find with games like TI3, the turns tend to be quite short by comparison. And then even more so with something like Dominant Species, or even if you play an 18xx game, because 18xx it's the same way. You're just laying one or two tiles down, and that's it. And then the next person goes. You buy one stock, the next person goes. There's no long periods of downtime between the turns. And I think that's important for a long game. Yeah, well, I think that's actually important for any game. Yeah, because <laughs> whatever you have, Fair a game, yeah, because I feel like whenever you have a game where there is downtime, people generally tend to hate it. Well, when we look at our experience with Firefly, oh yeah, there's right. Like, so like we, well, yep. in I think it's the last episode, we, uh, talked, about we right. talked about it, but you know, we we decided to play Firefly with all the expansions, and there was like nine or ten of us playing this game, and I think everyone took one turn, and that was it. <laughs> And it was just like, because after, after about oh. half that, people started going, I went and played Rick and Morty on the Oculus Rift for, <laughs> for like an hour, for like an hour before and I didn't even, I went down. But I mean, okay. Referencing last episode, we also, that was not the way to play uh, Firefly. It's just like you could play Villainous with like five people. I don't recommend that either. Right. That's also going to turn a one hour game into like a four well, hour did. game. We played it with four people. Right. And that took two yeah. three hours right yeah, so a long time <laughs> but okay putting it in perspective like root a, a game where you can set up your your turns quickly still takes forever with someone who's going to take a long time right so the, the, right. the general problem we have is just people we play with tend to want to know everything that's happening they want to know all the information before they make a turn so when it gets to their turn they have to absorb all the information before they do anything so that is what takes a long time for them so our our game group is more set up for something like dominant species like you're saying where the, where everyone takes like a simultaneous turn just does their move and then they're it's done mm-hmm. not simultaneous but pretty quick anyway right yeah. which is how we end up playing all our games anyway <laughs> well i that's how i play them i'm not making like i'm not making i'm not thinking hard about my decisions i'm gonna put it out there i'm yeah. just sort of like well this is a good decision it's good enough it's not yeah. a bad decision or or i think about like well let me just do this thing i'm not supposed to do it let me see if what happens when i do this other move yeah and then i gather information it's all information gathering right like you're like what if i do this yeah matt, matt likes to break games it's, it's less about well, breaking. I, think, I picture Matt playing because he's a mathematician. I see him like, okay, I can get one and a half points if I do this. I can get two and a quarter points if I go here. I can get three and a quarter points this turn, but next turn I'll get one and a half points. Well, <laughs> kind of, but it, Royce, it's a little bit more like it's more like rules, right? Yeah. I'm like, I'm looking at it and I'm thinking like, hey, how can I break the rules? Is there something they want me to do that they're allowing that I shouldn't be doing? And then I'm trying to right, do that. Right. <laughs> like you can't tell me what to do play my own game all right <laughs> i was gonna say i think you have a really good point though on any game can feel long and if it has that because take a game like potion explosion mm-hmm. which is not a long game but because you cannot plan your turn ahead of time because right. if you do it's just going to be frustrating because you know the next player is going to take whatever you are going to do and then the <laughs> next thing it'll be a completely different board state by the time it gets to you to me that feels like a long game i would rather play a four-hour game than an hour of potion explosion oh really personally. yeah I, it's funny i actually listened to netflix explained the other day and they're talking about yep. time and they say that if you're stressed out time goes a lot slower so you must have been really, really stressed out playing Potion Explosion. People are taking your stuff there, Royce. Like, get out of here. That's mine. That's really interesting. I would have thought it was exactly the opposite. I find when I'm stressed, my time flies by. That's what like I thought, that. too. But they, they actually... Yeah. Well, I, I mean, it's according to a Netflix document. Who the hell knows, right? But <laughs> according to them, 
Which Who I are we to argue with the Netflix yeah. people? Come on. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they maybe they researched it. Maybe they didn't. Yeah. I don't know. But that's what they yeah. said. They said stress slows down time, which is very interesting. I feel like it, it depends on the kind of stress you're under. If it's right. the kind of stress that lets you worry about it, it slows down. Right. If it's the kind of stress where you just have to deal with it, I find that speeds things up. And maybe that I deal with that kind of stress more often. I, I think it was the stress. Yeah, I think it was like new stress. So maybe if it's, oh, you've done this a million times, it's not big. But when you have to absorb new information is when the stress occurs. So like, let's say you're right. walking down the street that you've never been through before. And you have that stress of taking in all the information of the new sites seems like a longer walk than when you walk back and you've seen everything, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. The return trip home always feels quicker. Absolutely. Yeah. There you go. Time yeah. explained. We're not just a board game podcast. We're a philosophy podcast. There we go. This might be the most intellectual thing that's happened on any podcast I've been on ever. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Friday Night Games, Royce. How you enjoyed it. Yeah. Probably, probably some more information out of our brains, right? <laughs> so I'm curious, what's the longest game you guys have ever played? Like, I just want to sort of put it in perspective. Well, that, that Firefly game was the yeah. longest. Well, I, I mean, technically, like, do you count D&D? Because &D? we were playing d I mean, they're still doing the same campaign we've been doing. We did, we started six years ago. Yeah. We actually don't play with them anymore. That would be the longest game we've ever played. But if we rule that out, because that's its own beast, yeah. Firefly would be up there. We started at 1, 2 in the afternoon, and we ended at midnight, and we barely got through like three or four rounds. But that was our own fault. That was because we were playing 10 That's people. ridiculous. Yeah. 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 It was actually like a, it was a, it was a really fun idea, but it just like blew up in our face. Yeah. And then the other one would be, I think, Root. Our first time playing Root. Yeah, that makes okay. sense. Okay. Yeah. And, I, and I think that's like, there's a lot of lessons to that. Like, I read the rules ahead of time, but I should have played a solo game or two. Right. And that right. really ruined it because I was like, I read the rules, but I'm like, oh, I didn't really understand them. And then we we're trying to play. And then I'm like, oh, what the hell are we doing? So it took a really long time to get through round one, like almost like an hour to get everyone through one turn. Yeah. And then after that, we were just flying through. But that game went on for like six hours, I think. Yeah, we played that for a long time. And then we posted a picture on it on picture of it on like Twitter or something. And then Leader Games was like, I don't wonder why that guy won. You guys played it wrong. <laughs> yeah, John won. It was your birthday. It was your birthday. Well, yeah, and you won. Remember, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Letter Games is like, you guys played that totally wrong. Yeah. As your birthday present, I have rigged the game so that you cannot lose. <laughs> Actually, the Letter Games person said that I wish they let me play like that on my birthday, too. <laughs> Which was even funnier. Yeah, yeah, that was probably one of the longer games because we, we put aside an afternoon to do that. That was a lot of work. Yeah. yeah. I was trying to think if there's anything else. I'm trying to, yeah, I feel like there is. There's yeah. got to be one more than there. Probably one of the Did games. Did play the original more. Arkham Horror or third edition? Oh my God, yes. You know what? Yes. Yeah. We played, I have it sitting on the other shelf that you can't see. But yeah, Arkham Horror, I think it was third edition, was what was before we even started really getting into board games. Like, we're just sort of a little bit into it. I had my brother buy it for me, and I don't think you were there. We literally played that game for five hours, and we barely got through a quarter of it. And then everyone just gave up. They just gave up. They're like, I can't play this anymore. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> I guess I guess I'm packing up this really expensive board game into these boxes to never be played again. I was very upset. But but that was a long time ago. I've learned a lot, yeah. you know, now. I'm starting to think your problem is not long games as much as just 
getting the rules right for long games. <laughs> well, we always screw up the rules. That's like our thing. Yeah. You listen to what you've been playing Wednesdays. We always make a little joke about how we screw up the rules. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like a cautionary tale of how not to screw up the rules. <laughs> yeah. You no, know, it makes me like excited to play games like Twilight Imperium, but also I'm terrified. <laughs> <laughs> Royce, okay. You know what, Royce? I'm going to throw that back at you. What if we took away Twilight Imperium? What yep. What would be one of your longest games? That you played. All right, you want to talk about making a mistake. Okay. Uh, this was our mistake. I played Robo Rally with four boards. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, uh, Robo Rally is an amazing game yes, if you is. keep it to one board. One board, no more. <laughs> Never go beyond that. We played with four, and by the time we had finished, I think two of the four checkpoints. We were just, all right, I've had enough of this. And we just sort of threw it in the box. And I'm not <laughs> sure it's come out since, to be honest with you. you I don't blame you. How, how many hours does that take? Do you remember? It, we started in the middle of the afternoon. And it was, you know, we broke for dinner, came back after dinner. And oh, kept on playing into the night. And it just wasn't. Yeah, that, That's yeah. how we played Root. That's how we played Root. I think yeah. Root left a bad taste in everyone's mouth, too. But I, but I, uh, I played it again and got everyone back on the board. But. I would play Robo Rally any day on one board. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's it, not it, four. To put it on more. And it on I four. That's crazy. It's just it's such an obvious thing, but they let you do it. Yeah. <laughs> they, Richard Garfield said, "No, go ahead. It can be done." I was gonna and say no, it's a Richard yeah. Garfield game. Also, another mathematician. They're just like, "Ah, oh, it's just yeah. open ended. Just do whatever you feel like." We're like <laughs> we're like the hippies of board game people, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just enjoy it. Interpret the rules. You'll be fine. Like, uh, what? <laughs> what do you want me to do, Richard? Did you ever hear the story between Robo Rally and, and Magic: The Gathering? Um, I. Well, you can you can refresh me on it. I'm yeah. I think the gist was that didn't he make Robo Rally just so he can get Magic: The Gathering created? Wasn't no, like it's the other way other around. around. He okay. went to Wizard and said, "Hey, I want to put you to publish Robo Rally." And Wizard said, "No, we're not interested in that at all. But if you want, we'll give you a few bucks to do a little card game for us because we really need a little card game right now." And he designs Magic: The Gathering, which keeps every friendly local game store in business for the last thirty years, has made more money than anything else ever. It's it's actually hilarious to me because it's sort of like Richard Garfield took his like simple simple combinatorics textbook and just combinatorics is like probabilities mm-hmm. and just like hey i'm just gonna like you know take all these rules and separate it into sheets and then we'll have expansions uh to infinity <laughs> <laughs> and the wizard's like damn money <laughs> it's really a good thing we turned down that weird, weird robot game <laughs> yeah and, and you know what i bet you richard garfield is ag- i mean i don't i don't know this is all speculation here but I bet you Richard Garfield, if he was a true mathematician, would have been angry that they did not like his Robo Rally game. <laughs> <laughs> it was like fine. Oh, he really spent the time on the one he was really excited about. Exactly. Yeah. So he's like, "I'm going to show you. I'm going to make magic, jerks." <laughs> life way. is weird. Yeah, I mean, but that's yeah, exactly. I think that's probably how. I mean, life usually pans out that way. You have this game you love, and then they're like, "Wow, that's stupid." And then you're like, "Here, okay, you're like, here, fine. Here's a stupid game, magic. It's so stupid." And then they're like, "Wow, that is amazing." <laughs> Billion dollars later, you know, yeah. <laughs> printing money. I mean, they are printing money because cards are basically like two cents, uh, and they're yeah. selling it for like a billion dollars. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, magic. <laughs> 
But yeah, that might be the longest game outside of TI3 I've ever played. I've started to get heavy into 18xx lately. I played a bunch of 18xx, so I'm looking forward to playing some of the bigger ones. I've never, I've never played 18xx, but I've heard yeah. so many good things about it that that's actually on my list too. I know it takes a yeah. long time, but that it's probably after Twilight Imperium. That's so they're completely different games in every way. So you could play one or the other. What I would suggest, if you're going to get into 18X, find somebody to teach it to you, though. Okay. I, I picked up a couple. I'm reading the rules. I think I understood the rules, but I didn't understand how to play. And with somebody there, and everybody says, oh, just go on to the 18XX. There's an 18XX website where you can play it. No, no, I'm, I wasn't interested in that. And that was the right choice. Find a great group of people. Uh, Nahar and Chris have been fantastic with me. They've awesome. been showing me walking me through it i'm super excited about it yeah i if you want i would can i'm now at the point where i can walk you through a game at some point nice. if we're ever in the same city together yeah. but yeah it's it's really worth it but it is something that you need to do in person with somebody who knows how to play already nice, nice. yeah maybe i'll take you up on that offer on the niagara yeah. show i do remember there was a group at niagara last no well not last year but the last time they held niagara <laughs> that were playing 18 oe which is the oriental express version oh, nice. and there were 12 of them that were going to play and they estimated the game was going to take 24 hours <laughs> <laughs> their plan was oh. to start at eight o'clock saturday morning play as long as they can and then start again at eight o'clock sunday morning and finish the game are you are you trying to get in are you going to try to get in on one of those games or that long are you trying to look for like a smaller i guess 18 xx is probably know. smaller it's one of those things it's such an experience i want to do it <laughs> but do i really want to spend my whole convention doing just one game yeah, yeah, the, those are the decisions you got to make, right? <laughs> Unless you convince maybe the people I can to get go them up. To book another weekend or something. That's what I was going to say. Maybe you convince the people to, or maybe you do what I think every podcast we've been talking about, because Twilight Imperium is such a long game, is like, hey, let's book a day and everyone's going to play that game for a day. You know? Yeah. Twilight Imperium experience. Mm -hmm. That's what they should call it. <laughs> I have friends that play it every New Year's Day. Just once a year, just they sit down and wow. play a game of Twilight Imperium every New Year's Day. And they've been doing it for decades at this point. I mean, I think that's cool. I actually really like the tradition of it. I think yeah. that's what makes it really special. Cool. I, you know what? Here's a question. What type of gamer would like a short game and what type of gamer would like a long game? And I feel like we had this question from Meeple Mentor. <laughs> if you're asking me, I think it comes down to the level of sociability you want in your game. Like my partner, Aaron, on the podcast, my co-host, Aaron, he's a very social gamer. He's all about having little chit chats and talking. And it's all about being with people primarily. And the game is an avenue towards that. Mm -hmm. So he would prefer lighter, shorter games that you can have quick turnover, talk about the result. You can chat while you're playing. So it doesn't have as in-depth a strategy. Someone like myself, I prefer a heavier game. I prefer something where I can really dig my teeth into the strategies and get right in there and really like, ah. And if you're talking to me, it's like, oh, stop it. I've got, I've got my, my moves <laughs> planned out. If you talk to me, I'm going to lose my next three moves. Yeah. <laughs> so I think the stability is the defining factor between the types. Gotcha. Yeah, so I think like I'm kind of in the middle. Like I like both. Like I, I, I can do both. But I think now after, because Matt and I kind of changed up how we're playing our board games. Instead of instead of doing a new one each week, we're picking one and playing that every, you know, playing like a month's worth or whatever. And doing that is kind of giving me a little bit of appreciation to just focus on the game we're playing 
um, and not really. I mean, we still talk and stuff, but like not really. I think the conversation's more or less what's going on in the game versus you know what I had for dinner. I, right? I, 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 <laughs> I also think that when you when you play a game like for like what we're doing four times like a month's worth of games yeah. and and you know the rules it's actually easier to have those conversations yeah it's harder yeah, it's harder when you only play like before and when we're doing heavy content creation we're only playing a game once so you're like play a game once new game play a game once new game there's like almost no room for that small talk because you gotta learn a new game yeah. every week and that's and that's, you know, it's stressful for them, stressful for us. So that's why we changed how we play games, I guess. Mm -hmm. That makes perfect sense to me. I, I have to admit, I'm the type of person I look at the new game and I go, well, I haven't played that yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, so are we. Though I know I want to play the old game again, but that's new. <laughs> I'm very excited for the new game, even though I've been championing TI all this time, the <laughs> oldest of the games. <laughs> yeah. Well, you played it enough, so right? I, I, so. I, that definitely affects it, yeah. Do you guys play online at all? Online board games? No, I don't. No, like yeah. on board game arena or anything like that. Well, we we did a lot through COVID. Yeah, and that actually kind of soured my experience a lot. Sorry, let me let me rephrase that. That actually sounds terrible. <laughs> it's really good. I like it. It definitely helps when people are out of town. Like we were able to play with people in the states. Some of our friends live in Michigan, and we we're able to play sure. with them because the border is closed. But at the same time, it took forever to do things. So and mm -hmm. that was that was super frustrating. So a game that might only take us an hour to play would take like three hours because of just the controls. Yeah. And I think that that was was just kind of sad for me. So I was really excited to go back into playing normally every week, mm -hmm. but everyone else wasn't because COVID basically ruined social plans. <laughs> so <laughs> we, don't, we don't have everyone we used to, but at least we get. I, it's interesting you said that because that's exactly what I was sort of wondering about because that was my experience as well. I find that games feel like they take a lot longer when you play them on these sites mm -hmm. and even game sites like board game arena, where it's an automated site. I feel like the game just doesn't have that same pop to it. You don't feel like yeah. you're snapping from turn to turn. And I was wondering if it was just me, but no. no, I guess the game length really does feel different online than it does in person. Yeah, I, I also feel like, you know, I was, our listeners know, but I was a teacher for four years and then I was a, I'm a computer programmer now. And there is, there is social interactions that you experience in person that when you're not in person, like the game could be boring because you're not experiencing what people are thinking through their faces or right. how they're even in the room. Their presence in the room gives you like some sort of thoughts and feelings. You don't experience that on there. Even if you have like Teams up or you have that other thing everyone uses. It's that chat program, not Discord, but uh, Zoom. Zoom, yeah. If you, Zoom. Even if you have yeah. a Zoom and you have the faces, you still don't have that interaction between people in a live room. Mm -hmm. and, right. it, and it even goes down to podcasting too. Me and John, like during COVID, we did a lot remotely because obviously we couldn't go to each other's house. Yeah. And a lot of those, like they were fine, but it's hard to interject. You know, it's hard to like read, read emotions on people's faces and actually then take that into account. You know, like, oh, how, like for instance, like with me and John in the same room, it's very easy for me to interject on his comment. I just kind of like, you know, move my hand and wave a bit and he, yeah. he sees that. And, and then he see, and then I can see the emotion in our faces when we talk about something. <laughs> <laughs> I also see John sleeping. <laughs> and you know, like we're on, we're on discord right now and we're able to talk to each other, but there's also like, like I, I actually can't see you. I actually have my notes in front of me. And so I, and so I don't know if you're trying to interject, you're like trying to wave at me. I don't see that. No, no, I'm not nearly that polite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I find like the online games for me. Yeah. Like Michael said, it just took forever. Like we played like Merv online. Mm -hmm. 
I didn't even get to finish because my kid woke up, but it was so long. And we were like, I think one round. It one round took one like round, an like, hour. It was like yeah. an hour per person. But every time I heard someone talk wow. about it, it's like it wasn't that long in person. Yeah. Right. So and it's just also, ugh, I, I could go on about this, but yeah. like <laughs> dragging of pieces and things takes forever, right? Like I have two hands for a reason. I could grab <laughs> many, many pieces <laughs> with my hands. I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do that. I can only one at a time. Yeah. Oh, hold shift. No, that is terrible too. <laughs> and I'm a tech person. Yeah. Ugh. Create something better then. I'm lazy. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not disagreeing with anything. I will say, try something like Yukata or Board Game Arena where it's a little more automated for you. You might enjoy it a little bit more than the Tabletopia, or I think is what you were playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Def- Tabletopia. We were playing Tabletopia yeah. and Tabletop Simulator. Simulator. Yeah. But yeah, no, yeah. I, I've definitely yeah. heard like if you get, like for instance, if you bought Wingspan or you bought the Root game, they're a little more automated, but they're like, it's a better experience when you're playing basically absolutely no no there's no comparison yeah yeah all right excellent well that was really fun (laughs) (laughs) we went so far off topic we have no idea what the topic was anymore but (laughs) uh board game length or something who cares (laughs) (laughs) not the length that matters All right, so Royce, where could everyone find definitely a board game podcast, which I'm just going to say is really funny. If you haven't checked it yeah. out, definitely check it out. Royce and Aaron, are they are really good chemistry, and they're very funny to listen to. Oh, thank you very much. Appreciate that. Yeah, you can find us literally anywhere. If you know where podcasts are, we're there. If you're downloading, I don't know, Friday night games or something <laughs> like that, we're probably there too, <laughs> as long as you're not coming directly from their site. But yeah. don't do that. Go to iTunes or something. We're there. Uh, <laughs> you can if you want to reach us again you can reach us on twitter i'm on twitter all the time at board definitely aaron is on facebook all the time at definitely board or you can email us at definitely board at gmail.com but download us definitely a board game podcast which is the laziest board game podcast name on the market but you know it's definitely ours if nothing else <laughs> awesome awesome thanks again for for coming on yeah, thank hey, you. Hey, my pleasure. Thank you so much, guys. Really appreciate awesome. it. Awesome. Thank you. All right. If you like what you hear, don't forget to follow us on your Next favorite streaming platform. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you can follow us on Instagram at Friday Night Games underscore official, Twitter at Friday Night GMS, and as always on our website, FridayNight.Games. Again, I'm John. I'm Matt. It's Friday night. Let's have some fun. Say goodbye, Royce. Goodbye, Royce. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs>